my cup was not full and I was anxious and unhappy and I had physical problems from the stress of it and all of the work and all of the hours. I was just like, nope. And I packed up my backpack. I left for a couple of weeks, went to Vietnam and Bali and had this little awakening overseas where I thought I'm going to change my life. Whoa. Wait, how did you decide to do that? I mean, that's very adventurous. Very cool. What was that like? What did you discover there about yourself? I discovered that I hadn't been living with intention. I hadn't been taking the time to break out of the escape habits that I had encapsulated myself with, like watching TV all the Mm. time, being in digital devices, working all the time, eating, drinking, these escape habits and sleeping. I wasn't taking the time to lift myself up out of those and be like, what do I want out of my life? When Jerry Butner reached the peak of her career ladder as a head of marketing, she realized the lack of fulfillment in her was never going to be remedied, not with more money and not with a higher title. So she took a solo secret trip to Vietnam and Bali and experienced a massive awakening that changed her life. Over the next several years, Jerry shifted her entire personal and professional life to become a business fire starter for women. And she says it's been the most aligned work of her life helping others realize they can work on their own terms doing what they love. Jerry has real tools that she shares in this episode for overcoming fear of failure, fear of judgment, imposter syndrome, and an entire lifetime of conditioning. And that will help you break free of the belief that you have to wait for someone else's permission to take action on your dreams. Let's listen. Jerry, welcome to Bucket List Careers. I'm very excited to chat with you. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you. I have too. It's great to be here. I love how engaging you are on social media because since we connected, I've been following your stories and your videos and you really actually have a gift, I think, with your followers and your community. You seem really honest and open. So first off, before we get into anything, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm watching and learning. (laughs) Ooh, what a good question. I mean, I believe that the best choices in life and the best way you show up in life in every moment is whatever your truth is. So I just try to stay in alignment with that in any moment in my personal life and in my work life. And that's how I find myself in a really good place. Yeah, you come across really authentic. So you're a business fire starter, helping women start and grow businesses they love and helping them to achieve alignment. I love that. And freedom in life through monetizing their passions, which is really right up the alley of bucket list careers. But it's not how you started your career journey. So let's begin with your beginnings professionally. I know you were in marketing. Yes, I began in PR at an agency. I actually had five unpaid internships, I think, before I even went into this Mm. space, because at the time that was what you did. Right. I eventually found myself in all different areas of marketing. And then I started getting into this space of being in the beginning stages of startups. So fire starting Mm -hmm. from the beginning and launching things in tech, all these different kinds of companies and found myself in a corporate, a large corporate doing the same thing from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So I realized this passion for marketing a little bit, yes, but mostly for fire starting, for starting something from nothing, from building, from creating, and then making an impact with it. But something wasn't quite working for you in that role. And you did this for how many years? Walk us through how you got to the point where you said, you know what, I've got to pivot and I've got to make a change. 
Oh, yes. And so I spent a decade on this ladder corporate path and I never really felt fulfilled by it. And I didn't feel human in it. I didn't feel seen or held. Mm. I felt very much like a cog in the machine in terms of like what I could do and disposable. Right. But what do you mean by you didn't feel human? I find that very interesting. Uh, It was even within the startup space, there was such a focus and, and I totally understand why from the founders on monetization and Mm. every human, what they could do for the monetization, what the bottom line was and how much they could get out of you as a producer productivity was essentially the the gospel versus you as a human like what do you need what can we give you to make you more creative there just wasn't much space for the emotion the feeling the needs that people have in order to show up as their best self and work and it was more like trying to just skip all that and get to the output was there a pivotal moment or a person that triggered you to make the change Yeah, whenever I reached the head of marketing role at a startup and realized I was still very depleted and my cup was not full and I was anxious and unhappy and I had physical problems from the stress of it and all of the work and all of the hours, I was just like, nope. And I packed up my backpack. I left for a couple of weeks, went to Vietnam and Bali and had this little awakening overseas where I thought, I'm going to change my life. Whoa. Wait, how did you decide to do that? I mean, that's very adventurous, very cool. What was that like? What did you discover there about yourself? I discovered that I hadn't been living with intention. I hadn't been taking the time to break out of the escape habits that I had encapsulated myself with, like watching TV all the Mm. time, being in digital devices, working all the time, eating, drinking, these escape habits and sleeping. I wasn't taking the time to lift myself up out of those and be like, what do I want out of my life? I get one, what do I truly want to do with this? And how do I want to make decisions in my life that serve my current day self, but also my future self? Did anything happen overseas that changed you? (laughs) So many things. I mean, Bali is just a beautiful place, (laughs) right? right? It's such a, a place of just conscious community of people who live very intentionally and even just being surrounded by other people who lived in this power, Yeah, who wanted to make change and listening to their stories is very expansive. And that's really how I like to share with my clients that they can feel the power and the possibility and potential of change is to surround themselves with people who have done the same thing. And you'll quickly find yourself up leveling into that. So you came back to the US, you came home and this was around the time of COVID. Give us a sense of a timeline and you started your business. Yeah. So the awakening in Bali was three years ago and I continued in the corporate space for a year and a half because where it started was my health Mm. and my lifestyle and, you know, pulling myself out of a deep, dark depression that I had had for the majority of my adult life. And once I got myself to this really healthy place in my personal life, I realized the corporate space was not really meshing with the lifestyle that I now wanted to lead where I was aware of my human emotions, aware of my needs and self-care, aware of healthy communication patterns, and aware of the impact that I wanted to make on the world and how it wasn't really in alignment with how I was currently serving another person's vision. Right. So when you say lifestyle change, it's not just about, as you said before, you know, watching TV, your face on screens all the time or eating or drinking too much per se. But isn't it that shift in mentality? I think that's the hardest part of reinvention. And 
Is that a big part of what you work on with your clients? It's one of the biggest parts. Absolutely. It's where I start with everyone. There are so many that are valuable, but some of the largest mindset shifts that I've found have been from, I'm a victim of my external circumstances to, I am empowered to co-create my reality. Mm. And to think I am empowered to choose no matter what, as long as I am okay with whatever consequences or potential outcomes happen, I always have choice. And if I don't choose differently, I am choosing this thing. Absolutely. So what do you think sets your coaching philosophy apart? I mean, you're giving us a sense and I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I feel there are a lot of coaches out there, a lot on social media, doing what you're doing. I think there would be value for you to differentiate yourself. And how, how do you do that? How do you go about that? Yeah. Well, there's also, it's so interesting. I hear this a lot that the coaching industry is saturated and I agree, but so is the medical profession. Mm -hmm. So our massage therapists, mm. and I think there will be enough coaches when everyone is living in their potential. And until that day, we're going to keep going. <laughs> Amen. So who do you typically work with and how do they find you? Is everything virtual? Are you starting to move towards in-person work? Where are you now? Yeah, the way that I am working with people now is I really focus on women who are looking to get into a service-based business. So I help people essentially monetize a skill set that they already have pretty quickly within three months, uh, because I don't think it has to be overcomplicated. That is one of the differentiating areas of my coaching is that it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be a full-blown singular strategy. A lot of people will be like, this is the way to do it. Only do it this way. This is the marketing strategy that works, but I help you find the custom and unique marketing approach and offering and pricing approach that works for you and the life that you actually want. And we build it around the life you want and the vision you have for your own future so that you're building this ship that is going to get you there to that future life vision. Right. So give me an example of someone that you've worked with and what you've helped that woman achieve. Mm, there's so many. Let me start with this. <laughs> right. Or even your most recent Yes. I mean, I would say I had a client who recently wrapped up and she came to me burnt out with three businesses with more than a dozen employees. And she just didn't have any time for herself. And this is usually where I focus on working with people who already have established businesses yeah. is that they are so dedicated to the business that they have forgotten to take care of themselves. Right. And so by the end of it, she had hit a million dollars in one of her businesses uh, just nine months into the year. She had launched another business and she had separated herself from the emotional strain of over giving mm. and being overly empathic in a managerial role. So that she had free time to actually spend time with her family and to spend time with herself and her whole vibe, her entire vibration, the way she showed up in the world was completely different. Isn't that what we're all looking for too, to be able to have that balance and like you said, show up every day, wanting to do the work, not feeling required to. I know you have a free downloadable checklist for starting your business. So give me just a sense or a synopsis of what people will get from that. Part of how I help 
aspiring business owners actually achieve what that established business owner had is just to start from the very beginning with what your boundaries are, setting up the business within those sustainable boundaries, understanding what you truly want, and just sort of planting the seed in a great way. So the way that you start out here is going to be mindset work. It's going to be an exploration of your fears and going down the path of debunking them and navigating them so that you have, the fears are still going to come back up, but at least you have that route, that neural pathway that you can go down whenever the fears come up for you again. So it's always starting with that internal work. And then you're going to go into the planning phase, which includes a branding exercise and a business plan. And I actually recommend and encourage and guide people to launch before creating their marketing strategy, because everyone has a network already that's pre-existing. And there is an opportunity cost associated with your launch too long in the planning phase, trying to make it too perfect, legitimize yourself too much. ahead and launch to your existing network and then move into your always on marketing strategy that you can work on while you're gaining clients in the, in the meantime. Do you think phase one is the toughest, which is the fears? What is the biggest stumbling block for your clients, do you think? Or for people, as you said, starting the business, just getting started? It is absolutely just pressing send on launching to their network. It is often the fear of judgment hmm. that is the largest blocker. And people will say, oh, I'm afraid of failure. And whenever I ask what failure means, they say people seeing me fail. So it's about being witnessed in quote unquote failure more than the failure itself. Right. Like putting yourself out there. When you start talking about it, then it's real. And there's that fear of, I guess, your friends, your family, just whoever out there on social knowing about something. And then all of a sudden it it feels very real for people. Well, what do you think about professional purpose? I mean, you've been able to find it at a very young age, by the way. So that's so great. I truly believe it can happen at any time in your career evolution and your trajectory. But what do you think is the most important takeaway for our listeners in terms of finding that authentic self professionally? Mm, I would say if you ask yourself this question, whatever the response is, you go with it. If you could spend your time doing anything at all and you would be guaranteed success Mm. and everyone would love you for it and you would make a ton of money off of it, what would it be? And do you think money needs to be in that mental equation? I think that that's a blocker that people hold that doesn't allow Mm. them to name the thing. And so if you create that safety net of, oh, of course you're going to make a ton of money from it. You don't have to worry about finances. It liberates them to actually go into the full expression of what they truly want. As far as coaching and what you do specifically, if people are interested, someone listening right now feels that they have a message and they have this ability to connect with others and improve lives, which I'm sure you find rewarding. What is the first step I know that you have this adventure and then you had this epiphany. You know, I, I, I really know now what I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to do. But how does someone take that first step? The first step is creating space for this thing that is new. And I would recommend from a practical standpoint, setting aside a container, uh, whether it's one hour a week, three hours a week, 30 minutes every day to actually sit down with this and try to gain clarity and figure out what you want, what you don't want, what your knowns, what your unknowns are, and then move from there. Creating space is always the first step because you can't fit something new in an already full cup. You know what I love about the way you speak and everything you're saying is it it really feels very simple (laughs) the way you're breaking it down. 
I really appreciate you coming on the show. This has been amazing to talk to you. And I feel pretty inspired myself right now because I've been trying to think about speaking, doing more speaking. And I'm, do you do that? Do you go out and do some speaking? I'm, I'm not sure if you're doing it yet or if it's still virtual, but is that part of what you do? I've done some virtual corporate speeches and I am definitely open to more as well. Do you love it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's my next step. So now I'm feeling very good after this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for that empowering feeling. And I hope our listeners, I know our listeners will, will get a lot out of this. So thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, Jerry. And um, where should we send people to find out more about you? Yes. You can find me on Instagram at Jerry Page, G-E-R-I-P-A-I-G-E and at my website, which is also jerrypage.com. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much again for being on Bucket List Careers. Great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So to wrap this episode, I thought I would give you a few more of her takeaways. Since we have a coach here, we should definitely get just a little more wisdom from Jerry. Start with your vision above all else. Don't let any of your butts enter the picture before you have clarity on the life you want. Number two, release perfectionism. That's a big one for me. All you need to know in order to make progress is the next step that's in front of you. And then when that's complete, the next step after that. Number three, seriously examine your self-limiting beliefs. Jerry has seven tools to use to unblock fears and beliefs that are holding you back. It's all on her website. And number four, get comfortable with discomfort. Discomfort is the door we walk through to enter the room of growth. I love that. Thanks for being with me here on Bucket List Careers. We'll have more for you next week. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.